This is Lindsley Register, a.k.a. Laura from The Walking Dead, and you are listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. Welcome to the Stuff and Things podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Stuff and Thangs podcast. I am Sam, delighted to say once again, like every week, I am joined by my friend Stefan. Bonjour, hello, how we doing? I don't know what that was. I don't know, you know like you're on the spot you're like, let's do something fun. Oh, fuck yeah, apparently, that was good. That apparently was good. bonjour was uh, what my brain went to, I don't know why. Yeah, well, well Stefan could be... Frenchy sound, you know, bonjour. I'm, yeah, I'm named after work. a Swedish tennis player, so that doesn't help. Oh, really? Which one? Stefan Borg. Is it Stefan Borg? No, it's really not. It's Bjorn Borg. You named after Stefan Eggberg. That's the guy. Yeah, that one. Wow, Phil, I remember him playing. How could you be named after him? Oh, damn. Apparently. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's what I, you... I think my name is Stephen, but they just spelled it wrong and they made up an excuse, but there we go. I'm with you, to be honest with you. And for the first year I knew you, I was calling you Stephen. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, in fact, I think the only time we realised I was saying it wrong was when I said it on the podcast. And you were like, yeah, that's not my name. Dude. You want to you wanna, you wanna look at that? I was like, oh, yeah. damn. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't say Stephen. Yep. Uh, but yeah, hello and everybody, welcome back. Um, this is obviously us now talking about The Walking Dead. It's season 10, it's episode 4, and the title of this episode was... Silent the Whisperers. Silence the Whisperers, yeah. Uh, overall impressions of the episode, my friend? Best episode of this, uh, best episode of this season so far. Oh, I mean, oh, not that's difficult. bold. Not difficult, that's... we're only four episodes in, but that no, was the most enjoyable that's... one. That that was a bold statement. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Um, I don't think everyone agrees with you, though. No, I, I was, was expecting it to be crap because of all the Twitter stuff and social media. I was expecting that to be awful. Got to the yeah. end of it and went, oh, people just hated it because Michonne is equal kissed. Okay, gotcha. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at the same time, you know, they threw that in the trailer. Yeah. And everyone lost their damn minds. Um, I loved, by the way. I really enjoyed it was people so losing good. their minds over that. But at the same time, it was a nothing. It was a nothing moment. Um, yeah. he, he, I do want to get stuck into the Ezekiel storyline, though, because I am kind of really on the fence, and I'm hoping you can push me one way or the other on it, on how I feel about all of that. Yep. Um... But yeah, so, oh, well, hey, why waste time? Let's get stuck into it right there. So, um, in this episode, uh, Ezekiel, uh, we have like this cold open where we're catching up with all the characters. Yeah. Um, we have a we have a lesbian sex scene, which seems to be thrown in there for. It's one of those things where we kind of worked out in the last season between the looks they were giving each other and stuff. Yeah, that those that, two that, were a thing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No worries. It's kind of like feel for like anybody. It was yeah, it kind of felt like for anybody who hadn't worked out, here you go. Bang, right yeah. away. Here <laughs> it's you go. like, here it is in big crayon for you. There are a couple. Yeah, um, and, but then like it led to like nothingness. It was just one of those weird kind of scenes where it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
no yeah. relevance to anything whatsoever. Just to it was just them falsifying the fact. In a minute, they're going to have a disagreement. It's more important because they're a couple. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those sort of moments. Yeah, it was kind of strange. But I mean, the cold open kind of jumps around just so you see characters. You got to see Daryl um, sitting with uh, Judith and RJ and Michonne, which is quite nice. And you get to see him taking a tray of food up to Carol, which uh, shippers of Carol uh, and Daryl are very happy about, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. God forbid someone takes their friend some food. Yeah. Did I, did I, um. Did, did I use shippers right? I think so. Yeah, good. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm you put. Fine. I think you put too many P's and not enough T's. But yeah. All oh, right. I. I, yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. I um. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm using it right. I'm like down with the kids, yo. I speak jive. Yeah. So I. Um. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. We get to see Ezekiel's not in a good place. No, nope. and it stands to reason. Um, he, he says to Michonne, "You know, I lost my kingdom. I lost, uh, you know, Henry was raising as his son, just yeah. like Carol. More importantly, so, he lost his tiger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does mention Shiva, and it is true. I mean, he has been on, uh, you know, loss after loss after loss, and yeah. we." It's been kind of stretched out because of the time jump. Um, he was obviously very happy with Carol for a time. The three of them uh, with Henry as a family unit was clearly working very well. And although the kingdom was kind of falling apart when we caught back up with them again, they were kind of like coping between them all and kind of, you know, they were putting on the fair. You know, it was his kind of like big thing. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately... The the show is really focused on Carol and how Carol's coping since the death of her son, and we've not seen any really remnants of how Ezekiel's coping with it because it's an equal loss. Um, you know, it's not like one of them lost more than the other one. Uh, yeah, they, they both lost there. Uh, and when you look at it from his point of view, or or from like he, he lays it out to Michonne, he lost his home. He yep. lost his. Uh, for one of a better word, you know, his companion in Shiva was there, basically kept him alive as the apocalypse happened. You yeah. know, they kept each other alive. And and I dare say, when he rocked up at a community and said, like, hey, I'm your king, by the way, this is my tiger, people went, yeah, you are the king. If he hadn't had the tiger there, I think people would have gone, ah, oh, guess stuff, go away, you lunatic. Yeah, but, but the dude had a damn tiger. So. And the tiger was under his control completely, so you're exactly. not going to... Ever argue with it? No, not ever. So you had this situation where he has just been loss after loss after loss, and it is stretched out. And he, you know, he was friends with Rick as well. I mean, that loss is going to be an impact to him as well as everybody else. Yep. So it is just continual loss, and it is no wonder, therefore, that Ezekiel is in a very dark place. What I didn't like was the fact it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere in this one episode. Like, we've not had little drips fed to us. Like, you know, every time we've seen him so far in the first three could have been small scenes of him kind of doing stuff, but, you know, being solemn. And we could have picked up on it ourselves. And then in this episode, we could have done it. But it all happened, like, in the first 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. You went from, oh, damn, Ezekiel's struggling. And then you you know, you looked at that and went, oh, yeah, of course he is. To him wanting to commit suicide. And yeah, like, it's Whoa. been a bit rushed. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit rushed. I mean, 
I have a feeling that that's, we're going to have that a lot first half of this season because yeah. we've we now you know we've just been told you know it's been like another year time jump or whatever there's been since the last season and I feel like their their way of catching well, up and everything not been is a time that, jump between they mentioned somewhere about besit how it's been like it's been months or something since the heads on spikes to now. Well, yeah, but that, that's just the time between seasons. That's yeah, that, because yeah, that's, that's of, what I mean. Sorry, yeah, yeah. The end of last season, they were in winter, and then it's come back is summer. Yeah, so it's been like six months. But it's like we're not, we didn't see any of that. We're just going to kind of get told, yeah, very quickly, like the king. We're just going to get suddenly shown. This is what's happened in the last six months. Yeah. Oh, okay. The the one thing in retrospect that you look at is when he was waiting at the docks to see Carol. Yeah. Um. You know, because he says to Michonne, "Is you know, I don't know how to talk to her," and that was actually really evident. Um, I think you know, it's episode one, wasn't it? Yeah. And he he just kind of like, hey, and she was like, hi. Was like, well, these two were a couple for five uh, years. Yeah, a long yeah. time. Yeah, you know, married uh, together, living together. He uh, was, she was the queen. Yeah. Yeah, and and she. I mean, I, I don't quite... I still would like to have that fleshed out a little bit because she kind of ditched him. And, and it felt it felt at the time, it's like, wow, are you blaming him? You know, is there is there blame being assigned? Or are you blaming yourself and therefore you don't feel worthy? It never really clarified because she must have loved him or felt something for him to be there for oh, five yeah. years. Carol's such a strong-willed character. She's not just going to be like, oh, you know what, you'll do. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're my safety blanket. You'll do. Yeah, that's that's not her. Um, so I did, I did kind of wonder what what that was about the the whole breakup. Um, and in, during this episode, actually, I wanted to put it to you what you think. It, it kind of feels like Carol, once Henry died, has decided, you know, bitch gotta die in her words. Yep. And she can't do that if she's thinking about Ezekiel, thinking about the others. So her kind of like isolating herself, going off on the boat, her wandering by herself, her separating herself from Ezekiel was almost like, I need to get back to the old me. I need to get back to the killer version of me. And I'm not going to be able to do that if I'm, you know, tucked up in bed every night with a guy I love, you know. Yeah. It's making me soft, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of had a little bit of a thought of towards Morgan as well. Like the whole, I lose people, I lose myself. Yeah, true. Uh, has yeah. she seen that kind of thing happen and she's gone, I've lost people. Instead of losing myself, I need to find myself. I need to go find who I was, what I'm actually about. Yeah. And she's kind of gone the opposite way to the Morgan scale. Yeah, no, infinitely possible. But in kind of like summary then for the Ezekiel situation, um, you know, his... What, what, do you feel that... Because like I said to you, I felt like it was rushed. Yeah. Do you feel that we're going to see more of this now or do you feel like they've shown us this and it's done? Because there was like a little scene later on um, where Jerry, you know, he's reassuring Jerry, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then he walks away, and you know, he's got a face that's yeah. just like, nah. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that that's gonna continue? Do you think we're gonna see more of that, or do you think they've tied it up and he's just, you know, a little bit down? <laughs> I, I think it's gonna rear its head again. I wonder. I wonder if it will now rear its head again with Carol. Yeah, potentially. Potentially, yeah, right. you know, that'll be the next time we see it is when he's talking to Carol. Yeah. 
Maybe, you know, I don't know how to cope with this. I've lost everything. I've lost you. I've lost Henry. I've lost everything else. Yeah. How yeah. are you okay? You know. Yeah, how, how in the hell are you coping with this? Well, I think she's coping purely through revenge. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Now, what do you? I mean, there was a line I, I wanted to pick up on it. So there's two more things I want to pick up on the Ezekiel side of things. One yeah. is he says the line which I love from back when you know first met the kingdom, and you had all of his kind of uh, kingisms written up on the walls and stuff, and famous quotes from plays. Yeah. And he said, "And yet I smile." Um, it was something he said to Henry. It was something he said to Jerry in the past. He said it to a number of people, including Carol. Yeah. And it just had that little bit more of a meaning and gravity to it when he said it this time. You know, this kind of... So, yeah, all right, I'm going to put my mask back on. I'm going to be the king, (laughs) even though I don't feel it, you know, and yet I smile. Um, I think a lot of people can probably resonate with that, especially when you're having a tough time. Yeah, I would say it really kind of hit home a bit more, kind of like, you know... I've kind of made this part for myself. I have to carry on playing it. Yeah, you're right. Kind of, I've got to put the mask on, as you say. Carry on. Don't let people see. Yeah, you know, he he needs to be strong for that whole community because he's still the leader in their eyes. Yeah, you know, the the people who've come from the kingdom are like adapting into life in Alexandria and the hilltop. But you know, when that situation happened, when the tree came through the you know came down. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, for example, looked to him. What are we doing? And he just froze. Yeah. And you know that that kind of situation is is critical. You know, if people look to Rick, people look to Michonne, people look to Ezekiel. Uh, you know, people look to Carol Darrell in those situations. And if they freeze, then you know people could die. Yeah, it's not a good time to freeze up. No, not at all. So yeah, he's kind of like okay. No, so the last thing I want to say on it because it kind of um. Uh, controversial uh, for the trailer is is the kiss. Did you feel t- <laughs> like me that that was literally put in there for a trailer to piss people off? Because... How do you get people talking about a show where the ratings are dropping? You throw something majorly controversial in because and let me... people go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, it seemed completely pointless, out of character, really random. Yeah, and. You know, it was kind of joked about and laughed off. And in the comics, there's a relationship between the two of them. And they even, when they were sat there, had a little line, you know, maybe in another universe. Ha ha. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Um, I I did like that little line. Almost like a nod towards, yes, we are aware, you know. Yeah, a bit like Spider-Man Far From Home talking about a multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I gotta be honest with you, I feel like that whole kiss part of that scene was purely to piss people off of a trailer and like you say create a social media buzz because man didn't it oh god it was brilliant yeah I had a lot of fun with that um, you just kept popping like popcorn gifts over all these different twitter statuses and just winding people up I did it was I fantastic did. yeah I had a lot of fun with that uh, yeah so I mean that's kind of all I got to say on that really um there wasn't really much more to the Ezekiel sort of thing. I do think we we'll have to keep an eye on him. The, the the Jerry sort of conversation and him walking away. It was a very deliberate walk away for us to see he's still not right. Um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting how that plays out. It was also nice. We've said before about the whole the PTSD stuff. Yeah. With uh, the doctor, and now I'm yeah. like, it's, it's actually nice to, that we're finally all this time in 
just starting to explore things with other characters, like emotions and feeling-wise. Yes, you know, I was I was thinking about this last week because you know we said like um, everyone must be suffering with this. Everybody must have some serious messed up, you know, mental health issues yeah, going on. You can imagine the sort of nightmares that these people have at night. Well, you know, I'm yeah, surprised anyone sleeps at all. You and me both. So, I. I did kind of try and get my head around, like, you know, the show's showing us this now, but then that does that make you question, well, why in the hell haven't we seen stuff like this before? Because surely they've all been struggling with this. Oh, so yeah. I, so I did have this kind of thought, which is, all of these characters and everything, from the moment the apocalypse started, they've just been, like, going from one thing to another, relentless, trying to survive day to day, almost hour to hour... So you have that, you know, fight or flight thing, you know, your adrenaline, and they've just been fight, 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 non-stop. And it's almost like the breather that they were allowed after all-out war. Negan's been put in a cell, the saviors have been broken down and, you know, brought into the communities, everyone's working together, everything's okay. Yes, the dead are a threat, but we've worked out how to herd them and how to, you know how to kind of manipulate them away from us. We're, we're living now. We're building these communities. It's almost like everyone had that chance to take a breath and then all of a sudden it started hitting them. Yeah, it's like when you hurt yourself in the middle of like playing a game of football or something like that and you kind yeah. of, you get to full time and you're like, yeah, my ankle's a bit sore, but I'm all right. Yeah. Half hour later, you can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that sort of thing. You know, they've had this time to now sit back and relax and all of a sudden they're going... Man, we have gone through some seriously messed up stuff. Yeah, and then like the whispers has happened, and it's kind of like because they've had that relaxation time, that kind of step down from that constant fight. It's almost to go back into that gear is really messing them up. Uh, Sadiq, you know what happened with the whispers? Of course, that's gonna mess with anybody. But they've all been through so much stuff that you kind of go. Well, surely, you know, that incident would have messed that person up, or that incident would have messed that person up. Yeah. So, you know, and Sadiq's not a a weak-willed character in any way. Anyone who survived this long is not weak in any sense. No. And, you know, people who suffer from any of this, certainly weakness isn't a word they use. But I just mean that, surely, if we're seeing this through Sadiq, we're going to see it more from the others. And now we've seen from Ezekiel this kind of, uh, not PTSD, but, uh, you know, suicidal. A very, yep. very dark place. It is going to be interesting to see how much more that gets explored across the characters, how much more we see. Yeah, and he um, admits how dark, but I mean, it was nice to hear Michonne as well actually talking about it briefly as well. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of like a callback to when we first met her, because, of course, when she was stomping around, she first met Andrea, and she had the two walkers in chains with their arms cut off next to her. That was kind of hardcore. Yeah, I, I remember that as she walked in was just mental. Uh, her, who is this person with a cape with two zombies on chains? And a, and a kick-ass samurai sword. I yeah. mean, that was awesome, though. As, as, you know, characters go, that person just strolling up is kind of like, yes... Please yeah. be you. Please be on our side. <laughs> yeah, I behead zombies, and the ones that I like, I take their jaws off, and they follow me anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it keeps the others away. Um, so yeah. So like I said, we're going to part that for now. Um, let's talk about uh, probably the big storyline in the episode, which is around Lydia. Uh, you know, the whole silence, yep. the whispers thing, Alexandria. Um, 
Olivia is the daughter of Alpha. Um, yeah. You know, we all know the backstory for her. We know that Daryl uh, recognised the abused child in her, um, yeah. which enabled them to turn her to their side isn't the right word but kind of enabled them to kind of break through the the animalistic sort of side that had been ingrained in her by her yeah. mother and walking with the dead all the time what i kind of get the situation and at the same time i'm kind of at a loss as to why people would be like this and perhaps that's just a reflection of me. And perhaps if I walk out into society a little bit more, spend five minutes on Twitter, which is the cesspool of the world, oh, um, I'll I'll see it uh, pretty fast and understand it better. But the way Lydia's being treated in this episode, and the fact that the graffiti silence the whispers, you know, by the end of the episode, it's everywhere. Yeah. What? Where do you think? Because I can understand that this small little. The highwayman and this kid from Hilltop who, you know, lost Henry. Um, what I don't get, I can get them being a bit standoffish. I can get them being a bit like, oh, she was a whisperer. Don't really like having her here. Yep. I don't get attacking her because they're literally beating up a little girl. And yeah, I, I, mean, I actually found that really tough to watch. <laughs> I did. It wasn't a. It wasn't nice. I mean. It was weird. I know she kind of antagonises them a bit. Well, in response to what they've done. But, um, yeah, she's getting a, attacked verbally, so she finally snaps and defends herself. And it's like, well, you can kind of understand. I mean, she goes to a bit of an extreme with the whole carving open an animal on the table. Loved that scene. Which I thought was fantastic. And then the little shh at the end <laughs> made the <laughs> with scene. The blood all over her. So fantastic. Like, and, then, and then you flashed at Daryl going... You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, like you just looked exactly like your mother, and yeah. you're trying to prove you're not your mother. But don't you think that it was really interesting as well that basically she was talking to Negan, and Negan was in essence talking her out of doing stuff like that. You know, yeah, kill them with kindness. Just keep smiling. Just keep doing this. Keep keep your head down. Stay out of the way. Just you know, do that. Do you be nice because then they've got nothing to be angry about or to react to and if yeah. Daryl Ann interrupted that she probably would have followed that advice because she seemed to be going to Negan feeling a kind of kindred spirit to the way he is deemed by the community to how she is being seen by everybody yeah, yeah he's he was the big bad guy yeah. everyone hates him because everyone remembers what he done to the past yep. yet he's in there going look I'm just getting on with it yeah, and yeah. he's kind of being left alone to do it. And yeah. I guess that's what she wants. She wants to just be left alone to, to carry on. Obviously, if if what had happened with the heads on spikes hadn't happened, it probably would have been a lot easier for her. Yeah, definitely. But with that happening, he's kind of forced her into this situation of, I really want to be here. Yeah. I'm not like my mother. Why can no one understand that? Yeah, why, why can't people? You know, I lost Henry. I loved him. You know, she says it at one point. Yeah. Um, she, well, she says it to the guy before he hits her, which, uh, man, I, I don't know why, but I, I find that really, really tough. Oh yeah. I, what I didn't like, it, there was one moment in it where he's tugging at her legs. Yeah. 
And I just suddenly thought they are not going to take it down that route. No, I, d- I don't. For think, that split yeah. second, I was like, surely not going to yeah, go that far. It, it did. It did feel that way. Um, yeah, but I think I think the scene was designed to make you feel really uncomfortable. It worked, and it, yeah, really worked for me. You know, and then, and to the point that any scene that's like that, and then a character like Negan stepping in, and you're kind of relieved to see Negan, you kind of go, oh wow, that scene was really quite well done. Yeah. Because if um, Daryl had come in at that point, you'd be like, yeah, it's Daryl, Daryl to the rescue, saves her. Yeah. Negan coming in, and you got that same kind of reaction, like, oh, thank God Negan's arrived. Yeah. That's not a thing you'd think you'd ever be feeling at any point. No. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even after the whole Judith, he saves Judith in the in the snowstorm yep. thing. Yeah, even after that, you kind of like it's still Negan, and then yeah. yeah, this happens, and you're like, get in the oh wait a minute, yeah, yeah, really... oh no, I shouldn't be fist bumping that Negan saved the day. What is happening? No, exactly. You, you at no point should we be feeling like, oh thank goodness for Negan because <laughs> that's that's not the right emotion for that guy at all. No, um, but he does show up, and he, you know, he throws the woman out of the way. He hits that one guy out of the way, drags the other one off her. Now, Negan, powerful guy that he is, could have absolutely cracked through those three. You know, he could have really damaged all three of them, and he doesn't. He really no. just throws them off her to protect her. Yeah. Now. <sighs> Because of his strength, he throws one into a wall, cracks her head, and she's dead. Um, and his his oh, reaction, shit. yeah, <laughs> his reaction is just, you know, priceless. Because he knows straight away, no one in this place is gonna, you know, no like, this, gonna is this is what they've been waiting for. This is the reason they've been waiting for. I'm yeah. dead. No one's gonna believe him, and the only person on his side, well, his mother just beheaded ten people. Yeah. Her mother, yeah, sorry, yeah. just appeared to, and you're like, yep, yep, you are, you're screwed, mate. You yeah, are, yeah, I'm dead. Up, yeah. up the creek, mate. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, I, um, yeah, I, I'm concerned by that. Now, interesting that you know his guard suddenly arrives. Like Negan, why did you run off? Oh, <laughs> so it's kind of like, like I said, or like Negan said a couple of weeks ago. You really think this guy walking around near me with this stick? means anything <laughs> i know it's yeah. for show and it demonstrates that again because clearly the guy was sort of you know drifting off having a snooze or something and negan just wandered off um, yeah, where have you been oh dear yeah oh <laughs> right dead body brilliant cheers um i'm getting sacked <laughs> yeah i'm in so much trouble um i the next sort of situation is where i'm like i said to you about perhaps I need to spend more time with my head in the Twitter world and I just just quickly whilst we're on that as well yeah very want to quickly I actually saw a tweet so I retweeted it on our yeah. uh, our social media yep and it kind of shows where the world is at the moment okay when someone has to tweet out hey hashtag the walking dead family mm. be kind to the actors who played the teen slash Margot their job was to make us hate those characters, and they did it well. Don't tag them with hate. Remember, hashtag hate the character, not the actor. No one wants to wake up to a bunch of tweets calling them assholes on a Monday morning. I don't know. Now, I'd, I'd feel like I did my job pretty well if I woke up to that. Yeah, and I was like, I read that, and I retweeted it, because so, I remember, like we've said before, like some of the yeah. tweets that actors get. Yeah. 
yeah. over these sort of things. And you're, you're saying, that, you know, you just have to go on Twitter for 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. I went yeah. then started looking at the comments of The Walking Dead. And there were some vile comments on there about those two teens and Margot, the woman. And I was yeah. like, jeez, they're characters, guys. Calm down. Yeah, and, that, and that's it. I mean, they they have done their job if you invoke that kind of reaction. Yeah. But if you're associating the actions of a TV character with the actor playing that character, you're a fucking idiot. Pretty much, yep. So, anyone listening who feels that way, please stop listening. Because this podcast ain't for you. Because we use words in more than one syllable, duh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that's, that's something. That, I mean, when you had a guy like Josh McDermott, who was hilarious on Twitter... Yeah, um, and he had to deactivate because when he had the storyline of Eugene defecting to the saviors, he was getting death threats. Yeah, I remember that was awful. I, I like, mean, it's what, a character on a TV show. What possible planet are you on that you do not comprehend? It's a TV show. Yeah, and what possible? Uh, you know, you threaten the writers, not the actor. Anyway, um, so I go hey, back. Gimple. Yeah, yeah, kill that guy. Look, if you're angry at somebody, hunt that bastard down. Please, I'll find his address. Um, I I genuinely, um, this next part, so they have this kind of council meeting, they're going to discuss what's going to happen to Negan. This is what I don't get, right? Negan has saved a girl from being beaten up by three people. Yeah. A girl literally has been saved. If Negan, like I just said to you, all these people, like on that Alexandra Council, know Negan better than anybody. You know, I think Laura was sat on it as well. Yeah, Laura is part of the, um, the council so now. So they know that guy. Now, even if you don't like him, like Aaron, for example. Aaron's just all for having him killed right now. <laughs> just like, yep, yep, kill him, kill him. You know that if Negan wanted to, he'd have ripped through those three, snapped necks, killed them. He could have picked up anything and used it like Lucille. And all three of them would have been dead. But yeah. the reality is, he didn't. You know, he went in there and threw them off the girl, protected the girl. She has testified to that. She's like, you know, he saved me. Mm-hmm. Daryl, like, you know, Daryl hates Negan. You know, with a burning fire, he hates him. You could see the scene between the two of them in that jail cell. Yeah. There is a big part of Daryl that just wanted to open that door and have a fight. Yep. Um, and, he, and he's fighting that urge. Uh, I think Negan knows it because <laughs> he kind of torments him a little bit, but doesn't push it too far. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, Spencer, I've got that in my notes. The Negan Darren interaction of even Negan kind of knows the limit. Yeah, he like kind he of... will wind anyone. I mean, Father Gabriel, he will just keep going in at him, not a problem. Yeah, Daryl, he's like, yeah, you yeah. will come and thump me. Fair yeah, play. You, you, you possibly will just draw a gun and end me. Um, a bit like Rick. It was interesting, you know, the, the the nods to Rick appear to be increasing in this season. In in season nine, once he was gone, it was kind of like the forgotten, the forgotten hero. I yeah. don't think we've had an episode this season so far where Rick isn't front and center. Yeah, he's at least uh, mentioned somewhere down the line. Uh, but, yeah, but in but in a big respect, you yeah, know, the whole uh, hero on the bridge angle, the everything, uh, the Michonne Ezekiel moment. She's talking about how much she misses him. Um, yeah. Then in this, you know, people are outside saying Rick's not here anymore to save you. You know, constantly his. It's, it's not like the. Fl- it's not like the watchers of the program have forgotten the first like nine and a half, well, nine seasons going. Oh yeah, there was a guy called Rick. Yeah, well, yeah. It just it just feels to me that we are fast approaching perhaps 
a moment where people may have something that gives them pause to think he could still be alive. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of rumours flying around. Now, I don't read the spoiler stuff anymore. Alpha used to be on the podcast. He he loved that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I used to read some of it. And to be honest with you, yeah, it was all right. You know, I wasn't like I was going to read it and then not watch. But I, I, it kind of ruined theories to me. Like, you know, I like to watch stuff and then create like, oh, maybe this could happen, maybe this could happen. But if yeah. I read it, it's kind of like, ah, oh, oh, well, yeah, I know what's going to happen, so there's no point in me trying to come up with theories. Yep. There, there's a few theories that uh, Polly McIntosh's character could re-emerge, um, which is, oh, God, her name's gone clean out Jadis. of my head. Jadis. Yeah. Um, and... They could possibly find Jadis at some point during this season, and Jadis basically lets them know that Rick is still alive. And it explains Michonne's character leaving to and go get that him. That is why Michonne leaves. Or there's another uh, theory that Maggie's reintroduction, and she's obviously been off, and she's going to have heard word while she's at his communities, and that's why she comes back. You know, I've been told of the guy there's a sheriff. Yeah, there's this guy. You know, there's these three communities, um, and apparently a helicopter picked up a guy injured after a bridge explosion. Uh, he's alive. He's there. You know, you you can imagine yeah. all of these sort of scenarios. So there, and the fact that they're mentioning Rick, like I said, every episode, it does feel like they're Something's keeping him. Something's building up. Well, it feels like they're keeping him front and center. So, like you said, no one, no fan of The Walking Dead is going to forget Rick Grimes. Yeah. But it feels like they're keeping him front and center as as a point of okay, we're going to keep that there bubbling because at some point we're going to show you something and you're all going to immediately think, oh, that's to do with Rick, you know, just yep. just something's going to happen. So uh, everyone, when you're watching, keep that in mind. Uh, episode five next week, we'll see if they're probably not going to mention Rick now. It's going to be an episode <laughs> of just complete and utter. Yeah, it's just like oh, remember there was that guy? Nope, no, me neither. <laughs> yeah, who was that bloke that wore a hat? Yeah. No? No. No, I can't remember his name. Never seen a guy with a hat. Oh, Carl! Carl wore a hat. Yeah, I remember Carl. Great guy. One eye. Yeah, funny bloke. Yeah, not very good if you waved that in from the left. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so going back to it. Um, the Negan and Daryl confrontation was great. Um, yeah. I, I could have done with five to ten minutes of that, to be honest with you. Just the intensity between the two actors. Um, I always find with actors, like with most things, like him... Uh, Daryl and Rick had great scenes because you know the actors got on so well in real life, and the actors from Negan and Daryl get on so well in real life, and you can tell that when they're in scenes together, they just look really, really engrossed, really in characters. It's great, and it, it was kind yeah. of it was interesting. Um, the the council thing, going back to it, then this is what I wanted to put to you: the the council thing. I can't understand why they're not just saying okay Negan goes back to being in his cell you know someone has died he didn't mean to kill that person but he was protecting that person was attacking a young girl yeah <laughs> um therefore you got three months back in your cell you know and then you're back to when you come out you've got 10 guards around you not just one guy with a stick I don't I don't understand when the the whole aim of everything they're doing is building a community with laws and rules and law and order the fact that they're even debating a capital punishment. Isn't it uh Sadiq actually says kind of says along those lines, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 he does. He's Sadiq's point really, because of his sort of PTSD with the whisper, Sadiq's obviously very 
we should be really thinking about them, not him, not this. Yeah. You know, this is kind of a real side. <laughs> yeah, guys, we are distracting ourselves from the actual issues here yeah, of but, people trying to kill us. But his key, his key thing that he says about, you know, what's the point in us having this council? What's the point of having these rules, these laws, if you're just going to kill him? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and why are we doing this in the middle of the night? Um, and I think someone else says, you know, well, they're out there with pitchforks. If you don't make a decision, they're going to make it for you. As yeah, Daryl says that, yeah. Yeah, which, you know, that's not a fair, that's not a society. And, and Negan's in cell, and when he's talking to Daryl, Negan's kind of like, you know, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. I was buying into this. Yeah. Um. So. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he was actually buying into the way of life, or was he just there to survive? To be honest with you, Matt, I think there's part of him that was because he was jailed for uh, five years, literally, in a cell. He wasn't out. You know, he was peeing in a bucket, crapping in a bucket, eating his meals through the bars. And we saw that he was suicidal. He was broken. You know, when Maggie went to see him, he was just begging to be killed. All the bravado he gave everybody else... When he saw her, he thought, finally, someone who's going to kill me. And he, he basically ended up begging to yeah. be killed. And it was when she saw him like that, she was like, nope, I'm. this is victory for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yo, if I kill you, that's giving you what you want. You know, you're staying in that cell, you SOB. So yeah. he kind of came through that. And I think coming through that to the other side, and young Judith, um, you know, his real fondness for her... He's watched as the communities have built all of this stuff. You know, whilst he's been in that cell looking out, he's watched, you know, mills be built. He's watched, you know, families, children be born, schools be established. So I think perhaps he is there going, ah, hell, Rick was right. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I should have built more like this instead of give me all your stuff. But then we got this flip side, which is he has been constantly saying in this season, you know, I don't like the tension because whilst everyone's tense and on edge, they're looking at me. And yeah. and again, it's that kind of human nature. And unfortunately, I think this is what we're seeing here, which is if, for example, a girl from Alexandria had been attacked, and this is a girl who was born and raised in Alexandria, and Negan saved her, and she said, he saved me from these three people, I think there wouldn't even be a debate about this. I think it's the fact that it's Lydia... The daughter of the whisperer, who no one trusts, there's that little saved, bit of hmm, being yeah. saved by Negan that nobody trusts. Yep, I think that's why there is this debate. Yeah, and I liked um, Darren and Michonne's radio call to each other. Yeah, where Michonne literally spells it out. Look, we know that Alexandra is safe as long as she's there. Well, yeah, that, and that was interesting because it was something I hadn't thought about. But, yeah, I mean, Michonne, in the earlier part of the episode when she was talking with Judith, they were trying to figure out why Alpha didn't follow up her threat. You know, yeah. her threat was, you cross our borders, I'll, you know, I'll destroy you. Yeah. We know she's not, <laughs> we know she's not someone who's going, oh, okay, all right, you can have it this time. She's yeah, oh, clearly, you off this one. Yeah, that, that's not her at all. So why didn't she do it? And Michonne clicks, it's Lydia. Lydia's in Alexandria. Yeah. If she marches the Horde through it, Lydia's dead. I mean, we've spoken about it on the podcast before, yeah. theorising. I wonder if that's the reason. 
Yeah, and, and now it's been kind of like spelled out for us, and I get that little fist bump of yeah, yeah. we're right. It's always great when we come up with this stuff. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. It was kind of like yeah, you're right. And then Daryl's faced with this, but she really doesn't want to be here right now because everyone's treating her like crap. Yeah, and she she see this is the thing. Negan escapes. Now I've written down escapes again. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, I've got question crap, marks about this. One, how crap is the security? Yeah, but two, they make it clear that he's been let out. Yeah, and someone has used the keys and has let him out. Now, where was the guard? She, oh, the guard, the guard's crap, man. We've established it. The guards at Alexandria <laughs> surely, are utter tosh. Surely someone must have gone. Oh, wait a minute. By the way, Lydia has just gone down with the keys. But, but this I, is it. She didn't. didn't want to be alerted. So Lydia takes the blame. Yeah. But she didn't do it. So that means there's someone else in Alexandria who did get the keys and did let him out. Yeah. And I think it was Laura. You reckon? I think former saviour Laura possibly still has some loyalty. She's on the council. She's New. heard that... You know, it's not yeah. going his way. She knows where the keys are. She knows that they're likely to kill him, or at least they're looking like it could. Yeah. She's possibly looked at the situation herself and gone, I don't think he deserves to die for this, and let him out. Um, you know, we're seeing Laura get a lot of screen time this time around, and I just think, as a character arc, it could well be her. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Daryl says, I know it wasn't you. <laughs> you know, you yeah, were, yeah. I 100% know it wasn't you. Um, so yeah, I, it's interesting. I hope we hope we find out who it was. So you've gone the complete opposite way to me. Okay, so did you think it was Gabe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I thought Father Gabriel at yeah, first. That, that was kind of where my head was, but then it was him who discovered him and had that shocked look on his face and. I think if it was Gabe, we'd have just seen him running around going, Negan's out, Negan's out, <laughs> rather than <laughs> Make it over the top. It wasn't me, it wasn't me, yeah. I've just seen it. Um, yeah. Rather than him, you know, we saw him actually walk into the cell and go, he's not there. Yeah. Oh, um, crap. You know, yeah. if it was him who let him out, we, you know, we wouldn't have had that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, it was my first thought as well, because he's sort of got a bit of a affinity for him. I don't think there's any way in hell it was Daryl. Not Daryl, probably no. not Aaron. Yeah, not <laughs> the only way Aaron lets him out is so he can go, look, yeah, run, and then shoot him in the back. He was yeah. trying to escape. Yeah, oh no, I found him. Yeah, yeah, I found him trying to escape. Potentially Sadiq. Um, with the whole let's get rid of the distraction, where he makes the big thing about how this is just a distraction. Let's yeah, need get yeah, out, gets another... rid of the distraction. Yeah, no, now everyone's attention is uh... back on the whisperers. Yeah, no, that's another valid point. Um, or good old go. Eugene, <laughs> Le- left left field now. Yeah, Carol does a deal with him. Okay, I'm going to let you out. You go kill some whisperers. Could you imagine? They've got like this little contract folded up in a yeah. drawer. No. I free you. You yeah. bring me Alpha's head. Yeah. Well, now off the, you the, go. The Alpha's head thing, of course, is a direct pull from the comics where Negan does go off and kill Alpha, but of course he does that because he wants to prove his loyalty to Rick. Yeah. And Rick's not there, so that whole storyline has gone. Um, or has it? Well, <laughs> we don't know, but what we do know is that the circumstances for him doing it in the comics don't exist. 
So if he is going to go off and do something like that, do you think Alexandria is going to be like, hey, buddy, welcome back. Oh, good. You've brought the head of our of the person who said she'd march her horde through here if we did anything. Now you've brought us her head. All of the whispers that are left are just going to kill us. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, um, I was going to say, maybe he could bring the head back to Michonne and win over her loyalty. But uh, then, yeah, when you say that, oh, wait a minute, yeah. that's just going to lead to hundreds of thousands yeah, now being led by Beta. Yeah, Beta is just, yeah, great. So unless, unless in that wagon behind you, you've got about 50 more heads. <laughs> wearing Beta, Gamma, everyone yeah, yeah, else. Basically yeah, basically everybody else. Um, yeah, turn around and leave quickly. You're not welcome here, sir. And can you keep waving the head around as you go so they know it was you, not us? Thank you. But also, he's befriended Lydia. You know, he's befriended this kid. Yeah. Is he going to go off, cut her mother's head off and bring it back? Like, hey, kid, look what I found. (laughs) Oh, gosh, could you imagine the one person that she actually trusts in Alexandria comes back wearing her mother's head? Oh, the wearing! Oh wow, ne- Negan, Negan's gone full Hannibal Lecter, yeah. and and then I ate her. Oh god! Um, I-, I was thinking more. You know, they wear the masks as well. No, he comes back ironically wearing the mask of the Whisperer. No, that would be kind of gross, but hilarious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I-, I want us to find out who let him out. I hope that that's a thing. Um, something else happens in this episode, obviously, at the hilltop. The hilltop has a situation where a tree comes crashing down, does a lot of damage, damages a fence, the noise draws walkers. Yeah. Um, people are caught underneath and they're trying to do a bit of a rescue operation, but they're worried about the wall with the yeah. pressure of the walkers up against it. So Magna and her crew, you know, Luke, etc., head yeah. out to, to try and take out and as many of the walkers as possible. Um... Connie and um, Connie's sister. Yeah, I can't I, remember her name. Their weapons. I I still love the fact that they have slingshots. Yeah, that yeah. are good enough to go through zombie skull. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a strong enough rocker, a a, a bull bearing, you're you're gonna wreck someone. Yeah. Um. I uh. There was a weird scene with this, or there was a weird thing to this, where the, the character whose name always uh, was Magna, isn't it? Magna, who's Who's the character Magna's in the Uz, relationship with? Uh, oh, Uzma? Uzma Uz- Kappa? <laughs> I can't ever... Yeah, so, so basically Magna. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. So Magna, they're fighting off the walkers. You know, they're clearly exhausted because they've been out there a while. You know, Luke looks dead on his feet, but then again, Luke seems to have a perpetual look of unknackered all the time. Um, they've he been does. fighting them off. There are a lot more coming. So the decision's kind of made, look, we've done all we can. We've killed loads of them. We've bought everybody time. They get a shout from the wall, like, you know, come back. Yeah. But Magna just wants to stay out there. And then later on, as this real sort of shirty moment with her of her half, you know, I think she says to her, you're not my lawyer anymore. That's, yeah, you're not my lawyer. And I kind of looked at that and I was like, what? That's a really random bit of information that we <laughs> didn't need to know. Yeah, so they knew each other before the apocalypse. That would you suggest... Mean yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but you see my point? It was kind of like, that was, that was weird. That seemed to have no context or no no reason for that. Yeah, it, it's the same as obviously those two have their first, the, the lesbian love scene. 
Well, to be honest with you, that felt like they were having a tiff. Well, no, that felt like it was thrown in there for all the former Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones fans. You know, look, we have women in that kissing here too. Come on, come on, yes, join us. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not on HBO, so we can't show boobs, but they kiss. Honestly, come on. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that that was weird. The the whole thing was weird. It just felt like all of it was out of context. I feel like one of those two is going to die really soon. Well, quite possibly. But I was actually going to say to you um, about Luke. Yeah. Um, so Michonne gets this call. Uh, you know, they, they work really hard. Sorry, let's just finish that. Because so, uh, there's a little scene that I love, uh, which I've written down. Michonne and Judith, the samurai warriors. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you've mentioned that. I was starting to worry. Love that scene. Love that scene. Just uh, she hears the swashing of the zombies killing, turns around, sees yeah. no one, looks down. Yeah. There's Judith. Yeah, there's Judith taking them out. And, and the way they both did the same stance, the way they both held the sword. It was so Loved good. it. It was great. Um, the only thing the only thing missing for me, right, which would have just finished that scene and I'd have just had the biggest smile on my face, is if a walker had suddenly started getting a bit too close and she'd drawn her dad's hand cannon. Like, just blown boom! it away. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. proper full-on Rick Grimes style. Bang! And yeah, then just I can put kill it away with a sword like mummy, but yeah. if they get too close, poof. yeah, boom. I, I mean that dead. that would have that would have just been far too much for me. I don't think I could have taken it actually. So, yeah. yeah, it was great. I loved that. That was a real cool thing. Uh, we then see her cleaning her sword afterwards again, which I just loved. You know, sat on the stairs. You know, little little ass kicker as Daryl called her is really yeah really is an ass kicker yeah um, they're all but, deciding who gets to go on this mission to go and help someone and Michonne's like yeah you're coming yeah downright yeah, she is you're kick ass yeah. now fair play I, I, I see this now you're coming with me yeah she really is Um, but I, I yeah so she does get this call from Oceanside basically asking for help they they, yeah. they think they've been uh, attacked or like the whispers are messing with them and doing stuff so they're heading there as quickly as they can yeah I felt the goodbye to Luke was massive, and Luke is dead. I <laughs> oh, see. I really hope not, because I love Luke. But don't you think that that was a real exaggerated? They made a big point of it of him saying hug, goodbye to the whole yeah, group. Hug, yeah. yeah, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Now either that or everyone there at Hilltop's dead. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're kind of like, oh, Luke made that big scene saying goodbye to everybody. Luke's, you know, Luke's in trouble. And then we come back next week and like everybody in Hilltop's been massacred. But oh, yeah, God. yeah, it was, yeah, I don't know. Perhaps I'd like to think Angela Kang's better than Scott Gimple, but basically it became to the point with Gimple that anytime someone had a good few lines in an episode and he hadn't for a while, you were like, oh no, they're yeah, damn so it. dead. Like an episode would begin with someone like, hey, everybody, I've not seen you in a while. And you're like, no, I like that person. Don't kill them. It was, uh, what was the, Mandy Ezekiel's had her, the her fan listener. Who was the character? Tobin? Tobin, Tobin. yeah. Ma- Ma- he was a background character for like three seasons. And then yeah. one episode, he got some lines, had a bit of action, died. Yeah, died. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh. that is Manda Ezekwe, not Ezekiel. Um, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure she'll like that. I thought it was Sam Butcher's names. No. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, Manda Ezekwe, yeah, she would do hashtag not my Tobin. You know, I love my Tobin. Uh, I mean, he came back. <laughs> yeah, a few people. <laughs> Don't know what more she wants, really. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, man. I mean, I think that's everything. I think that's kind of us covered. I mean, going into next week, I'm, I'm intrigued at what's going on at Oceanside because I think Michonne's right. You know, all of those walkers hitting Alexandria could be the satellite causing. It could be stuff like that. Yeah, okay, possibly that's what it is. Yeah. However, the tree coming down, and I think there was a shot. It looked like that tree had been cut. <laughs> the tree yeah. coming down. Yeah. Okay. Coincidence. Had, like, the, the people that lived there were questioning it. Like, of yeah. course, it was them. We're at yeah. war. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You're like, and, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. But then at the same time, you know, that's the blacksmith whose wife's head was on a spike. So he's going to feel that way. Yeah. This is also true. So but yeah, but it's difficult. And then you know, ocean side of then. Yeah, and I think Michonne's right. You know, that at Alexandria could be a lot of things. This happening as well could be a coincidence. Now at Oceanside, nah, they're messing with us. And yeah. keep in mind what Judith said earlier in the episode, which is about, you know, RJ. You know, you run him around, run him around, and then he's tired and he finally goes to bed. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps the whispers are just keeping us running around and tiring us out. And if you think about what they've done, that's actually yeah. pretty spot on. Because They kept him up for days at a time. Yeah, wave after wave after wave. They've then, you know, taken down a wall at, at the hilltop, which, you know, is going to exhaust resources, time. You know, yep. they were out there fighting all night, you know, a lot of them to, to, to keep the walkers at bay. They've also split the group up, as in Eugene is now back at hilltop because he wants yep. to fix the wall. Yeah. So he's now away from other places and he's a main character for them now. So he's now away. They've now done something at Oceanside, which is taking another group of them yep. to Oceanside. So they're splitting them up, well, exhausting them, them. Yeah, they're keeping them moving around, stretching the resources. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Judith's nailed it. I think Judith's right. And I think Michonne, when Judith said it, was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I, it. I loved the older sister dig at the younger brother as well. You know, oh, finally, he's good for something. Yeah, um, I love that. That was such a yeah. kid thing to do as well. Yeah, that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it could be interesting. Have you seen the um, the very brief you know preview for next week yet? I don't. I don't watch them now. Okay. Um, I, I leave it out so that I'm going in fresh, like right. spoiler pages. I've I've deleted right. so, all the spoiler so, pages. So you don't want me to say anything from that preview then? You can do. Go on. You can do it for the listeners. <laughs> no, no, I feel bad now. I I, I'm going to take my headphones off for the next like yeah. ten seconds. Go um, for it. So okay? basically, in in the preview for next week, um, Rick dies. No, uh, Negan is in a bus sort of thing, and he saves a woman in the bus. And I think the woman is Gamma without her mask on, and that you know opens up a whole new world of what the hell is going on so we'll have to keep an eye on that next week and see i could be wrong but it just looked like her that's cool i put my headphones on to a whole new world i think we're talking about aladdin amazing yes yes there we go <laughs> um one thing you. oh, oh one, no one, go one on one more thing one yes. more thing at any point did you start panicking about your jerry no there's a line he makes he's gonna go back into the house to get someone yeah and he turns to the blacksmith and he goes have I got enough time? And the blacksmith goes, let's hope so. Yeah. And then Jerry turns around and walks in. And I tell you, I started panicking for you in that case. Nah, man, nah, Jerry's I fine. I was like, 
No. Oh my god, could you imagine? Like, it was just the way he went, have I got enough time? Well, I no, hope so. Me and... I was like, no, surely not. Me me and Gimple have an understanding. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's okay, and Gimple's house stays unburnt down. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's, it's like the whole, we've got the, uh, the hashtag riot for Laura. Yeah. You've got hashtag burn for Jerry. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, Jerry. Uh, yeah, Jerry dies. There's it's not. It's not a riot going on. It's homicide. <laughs> um, going down. Love that guy. He, he is. He is me in the apocalypse. So you can't mess with Jerry. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Sorry. I'm glad you brought that up. So kind of um, Laura um, Lindsay Register, who's lovely enough to be on the podcast and uh, introduces us every week now. Um, she retweeted a few people saying that you know Eugene's looking for a love interest. You know why yes. not? Why not Laura and Eugene? Um, it would be very funny because obviously the way Laura kind of spoke to him when they first met and was kind of a little bit intimidating. And but then again, they did have this uh, quite funny little connection because she was always the one who was kind of like lumbered with him. Yep. Um, so yeah, that could be very funny, and yeah, any anything that keeps Laura on our screen, we love her. Um, but yeah. then if she gets a love interest with Eugene, who's an A-list character, does that then sign her death threat, her death wish? You know, warrant. 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 You're looking That's for the warrant. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. In that case, stay in the background. Just keep yeah, Laura, Laura safe. just just stay on the council in the corner on the dark ha- side of the room. Um, hashtag. Sorry. Hashtag keep her safe. Yes. Yeah, that's that's another one, Gimple. I'm adding that to the list as well. Yep. Okay, man. Well, I think that's everything. I think we've covered the lot. Um, we will be back next week talking about episode five. Um, yes. I can't believe it's episode five already. Of course, episode eight is the mid-season break. Yeah, so it is. We have three more episodes before that. Um, and if I worked the maths out correctly, a really special podcast for the mid-season break. You are correct, sir. Um, yeah, but we'll talk about more. We'll talk about that next week. So I'm going to try and plan a few stupid things. Oh, exciting! Can. It could just be us drinking during it. Although we did, we were going to do that for Christmas this year. Last year, um, one of our most listened to episodes was our Christmas special. Um, That's, that was purely for the impersonations. Yeah, <laughs> purely. Not, imper- not impersonations. We had star guests record messages. Uh, but yeah, uh-huh. I mean. If, we are going to do that again this year. There is going to be another Christmas special. Uh, I'm going to start planning that soon. I honestly, honestly cannot wait. It's going to be frightening. Uh, very frightening. But yeah, we'll work on that. Uh, we'll get a few things together. We'll talk about the the very special anniversary episode, which is going to be the mid-season finale episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that's me done. I will speak to you next week. A big thank you to everybody for listening, as always. We always really appreciate it. Check us out on all the social media. Say hello. Let us know your opinions. But we'll be back to share ours next week. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.